This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. I have an exciting interview that is full of value today that I'm going to jump into in a moment, but I want to introduce to you our guest. Her name is Helen, and she's a passionate sales and strategy coach to expert coaches who are ready to maximize their worth take control of their income, and accelerate their business to beyond six figures. So Helen has been a solo entrepreneur for 19 years, building businesses from scratch, taking two to six figures, and has now helped hundreds of business owners successfully grow online. Her two decades in sales career has included financial recruitment and networking marketing, where she was both internationally and nationally recognized within her company. She is the host of the Purpose, Potential, and Power podcast, and in real life, she works abroad as much as possible with her husband and two gorgeous boys. Things she's obsessed with include travel, fitness, amazing food, selling sunset, and all that Cali-based trash TV, red wine, and living life to the very fullest. So today's conversation is incredibly valuable because I literally pick her brain in talking about getting clarity on your niche and your offer, the things that people need to do in order to sell successfully and why sales doesn't have to be a cringe experience. So there's so many golden nuggets in this conversation and I'm really excited for you to listen. So be sure to enjoy yourself listening to this, take notes, check out the show notes at the end because there's lots of goodies for you. And now it's time to dive in. Helen, I'm really happy to have you here. Welcome to the podcast channel. I'm so excited to dive into your wisdom and have you share everything that you know with our audience today. Oh, thank you so much, Kayla. I am so excited to be here. And yes, thanks everyone for for listening. So great. Okay, so the first thing I want to ask you is I love always to check in and see where people started their entrepreneurial journey. And I know that you've been in it now for a couple of decades and you have a lot to share with us today, but I would love to hear how you got into it. Cause I, I feel that this is always inspiring for the entrepreneurs to see, you know, the trials and turbulences and mm-hmm. the successes and wins and everything that got you to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the story is always the juicy bit, isn't it? So yeah, I mean, I started relatively young. So I was 19 years ago and um, I was age 26 when I first came out of corporate. I was actually in finance with PricewaterhouseCoopers and moved from there into recruitment and then set up my own recruitment company um, age 26, which was relatively young at the time because bear in mind, that sounds like back in the dark age. <laughs> it's making me sound so old here. But, you know, there was it was just really the very start of kind of websites and using. There was definitely no social media, obviously. So it was a different kind of way of building a business. It was very much about in-person. So yeah, I really dived into that because I love connecting, I love communicating and I love people and I knew that I could do this. And as with every single business that I have had since then, I've had four now that I've built from scratch, um, it's really always been a case of me having complete faith, but also blind faith, just jumping into things, not really knowing where I was going to go with it, but knowing that I was going to put my absolute all into it and make it a success do what I could do what I had to 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 make that happen 
and and not give up and I've got that resilience inside of me so yeah I started that journey like I said I've had four businesses taken two to six figures and each one has been at the right moment around my family life so I've got two boys and I've chosen my career really at different points in our kind of our family dynamic and what was right but the thread across all of those businesses um which have been very <laughs> so there has been financial recruitment which was a really successful business then there was um, my wedding cake design business, which has became an award-winning business, which I had with my boys. Then I was in network marketing, built a huge team globally. I did that full-time for four years and now coaching. So it has been varied, but there is a common thread and it's definitely led me to where I am today, which is now allowing me to really kind of hone my craft. And that is sales. It's always been gentle selling, and it's always been around communicating, building relationships, and particularly in the last four and a half years has been around the online space and therefore the messaging side. Um, I'm obsessed with language. I think it's always interesting when we look back at our childhood, the thing I was best at at school was language and English. Um, I loved it. And here I am using the nuances and my obsession of, of, of words and language within the messaging from my own business and obviously how that's how I help my clients as well and it's just all really come together and it's how I approach sales through the power of language through that important connection that we make with our our messaging and that's not just social media content that is everywhere that we show up you know whether that be a live that we do emails that we send or indeed that you know those Instagram posts but yeah, it's taken me to where I am today and I am freaking obsessed with what I do. I just love it because it really does make such an impact on the coaches that I work with. I love listening to your story. And just so that the listeners know, Helen and I connected in the DMs and started chatting. And I told her that one of the things that I loved when I found her profile was that she was emphasizing like a gentle approach to sales. Because before we hit record, we had this conversation around how sometimes selling is just very rooted in the masculine energy, which is funny because selling is really receiving, which is quite feminine, right? But it was just the way that she said gentle and sophisticated sales, it just rubbed me in a way that was like oh it doesn't have to be this really cringe experience of like taking something <laughs> from someone or you know what I mean and so I love that you emphasize that and it's funny because obviously so Helen is not as familiar with human design as I am but I pulled up her chart and we had a little chat before I hit record and she's a four six sequel generator and so one thing I'll tell you about the four six profile Helen is that the four uh -huh. line has to do with networks and communities and connection oh wow so it's like the way I was listening to you and just you talking about relationships and connecting and just obviously with your businesses, how it's like selling and being connected to others is like a very four line thing. And even you, that unconscious six line is like role modeling the things that you've been through and like the things that lights you up as a sacral generator. So mm. I was just, I just love when people don't know much about their human design and I'm like listening yeah. to them and I'm looking at their chart and I'm like, oh, wow, this is coming up. I love this. Yeah. So I would love if you can dive more into, because I really, I think the, one of the intentions I have for a conversation today is really to obviously accentuate like your expertise in selling and strategy and business. And I really want to normalize a sales experience for people, because mm -hmm. obviously this is such an important aspect of being a business owner. And so I'm mm -hmm. curious if you can share 
your journey through selling and how you've now come to this point where you feel grounded and you feel in harmony and in integrity with how you sell and strategize in business? Yeah, I mean, it has definitely been a journey. I've, I've tried different approaches. And of course, when you start anything, you follow what your mentors and coaches and your work managers, bosses, you know, tell you to do because you don't know anything. So you're going to learn from the people that you're around. And I think at the beginning, um, I, it was a very sort of strategic kind of method to selling, but actually very, very quickly, I was left on my own in my recruitment company that I was with at the time. And therefore I was allowed to, I had to do things my way. And I soon understood that if I listen to what the people want and answer their problems, I can really understand my client and therefore solve their, you know, solve their problems and provide the solution. And it's interesting what you said about, you know, selling is taking, I see selling as giving, and it's definitely a mindset shift that I work with on a, with a lot of my clients because yes, we think sales is aggressive. A lot of people are afraid to sell. They don't want to come across as pushy. And I really like to shift things around and tell my clients, well, you are an expert in what you do. You have such an impact to make. And I use the word impact everywhere. You know, impact is actually the name of my group coaching program because I lead, I tend to attract impact led women who, you know, really want to maximize their presence in the world and therefore also maximize their expertise financially. And it is about giving to the world what you have to offer your unique set of skills and I always say to people imagine if you didn't cut yourself out there and sell the world would be completely missing your personality your unique methodology the way that you can help change lives so I do like to think of it like that but going back to answering your question and um, I definitely had a bit of a moment in network marketing particularly where I came into this knowing I'd be good because I'd been selling by that time for, I don't know, like 14 years or so, and always building those connections and human relationships and knowing the importance of that, you know, did that through my wedding cake business as well. You know, you're dealing with couples. There's nothing more special than building a relationship with a couple who you're going to be such a big part of their day. And in network marketing, there was a bit of a, a red light. It was like, okay, so... I got taught all of these aggressive, cringy sales skills. And it, I followed, again, I followed along because I am quite formulaic and I am very strategic. And I saw the logic behind following what I was taught to do and that that would lead me to results. And I think a lot of us do that. And I'm just being really honest here. And I ended up being that pushy mom in the playground who the other moms could see coming and they literally turned their backs like, oh my God, what's Helen going to sell us today? It was, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. But look, I'm being totally honest here. Again, I very, very, very quickly realized that this was not the way that felt comfortable to me whatsoever. And I really kind of questioned myself, why am I doing this when all along I have been following a very relationship um kind of led um sales approach and I actually ended up leaving my team I actually ended up stepping away from the team that I was with um and set up literally from scratch on my own and that's when my business accelerated I created my own methods on social media and like creating an online presence for myself and my team it was about building a personal brand it was about not being behind 
the face of the company or the products. It was about actually being you as a person, your unique skills and developing that um, and using that really to attract people and build connections on Instagram and Facebook. And I just went with that approach and back to the things that I truly believed in. And that's really how I've been coaching now for four years with helping my clients, you know, with online businesses. And I've gone back to that. And I am in no rush to sell. I know that I'm good at what I do. I empower my clients to feel the same way and have the same confidence to get very focused and clear on what their level of expertise is, who they're going to serve and the framework with which they do that. And when you have that level of clarity and confidence, success happens and the sales the sales will happen because you're focused on giving you're focused on giving results to your future clients um and empowering your buyer to make the decision because there are a lot of reasons why persuasive selling does not work your buyer has to be in the right the right frame of mind and at the right time to make the decision to say yes to invest in you whatever it is that you do and then your client's going to get great results and you're going to, you know, it's going to reflect well on your business as well. So that is the winning formula as far as I'm concerned. And I do call it sophisticated selling. Yes. I love this. So what I'm really hearing is it sounds like one of the, there's some of the major struggles that people have is like, they're not clear on their level of expertise and they're not trusting their own gifts in terms of like their services and what they can do for their mm -hmm. potential clients and then lacking clarity and confidence in themselves. And so having that obviously makes the process better because you can create the stage of how you connect with your ideal clients and create the context mm -hmm. to have a conversation to engage in a sale and support them. So yeah. I'm curious, like, what are, what are, let's say somebody's listening to this and they're in the mindset of I am shit at sales. I'm not getting clients. Mm -hmm. I'm not selling. I don't even know where to start. What would be yeah. the first thing? Because obviously clarity and confidence, there's going to be steps before that. Absolutely. But I'm just curious to hear what you have to say about that. So going back to what you said on the clarity, yes, you need to start to understand super clearly for yourself the exact problem or challenge or improvement that you help people to achieve or overcome. So what I see a lot of coaches who come to me and they want to do a million different things. They have a lot of different skills. They want to also help a million different kinds of people. And when you focus on the things that firstly light you up and secondly, that you are an expert at, if you can combine those two, you're going to have laser focus clarity on exactly how you can serve your clients. It's going to help you to gain that confidence. It's going to elevate your expertise because you're going to focus on that. I mean, I've spent oh years, but just this year, like months, literally at the equivalent of learning my to hone my craft, to get even better at messaging and even better at sales. So when you really focus in on the specific thing that it is that you do, you will become that go-to person, that authority. You're going to love it. And your clients will also be able to see exactly what it is that you do. And they will have that clarity as well of how you can help them. And it really helps to elevate your authority. Your messaging becomes clear. People start to get to know you for what you do. But it gives you that path. It gives you that path for business. And it gives you the confidence then as well to 
kind of move forward knowing exactly where you are going. So the, the first piece is making those decisions and really like looking inwards at how do I really want my life to look like? How do I really want my business to be? And that's where the strategic part comes in. I'm a sales and strategy coach. And that, you know, this, we were just talking before we press record about the big shifts that I've had this year about the various million different ways that you can construct a business. But it's looking at what do I really want to do every single day? And I, I asked this question to my clients, which was on a call this morning with one of my clients. She was the first call with her. And um, she's a new client. I said, you know, what do you want to get out of bed in the morning and just feel so excited about doing, like creating content about, you know, what fires you up? What do you want to get on a Zoom with a, with a client and, and help them through? And you've got to really think about that because when we try and do too much, whether that's with the expertise that we have or all the different offers that we have going on, we just get lost um, and overwhelm and all those things. And that first piece of actually trying to work out truly what it is that you want your life to look like on a day-to-day -day basis is so important because a lot of people say, yeah, I want to go and live on a beach and travel the world. And it's like, well, do you, do you really, you know, is your life circumstances set up to do that right now? So we've got to perhaps get you there in five years time, but, you know, let's, let's like look at, the day to day, you know, you still got to brush your teeth and have a shower and do all the practical stuff and go grocery shopping and do the laundry. So we've got to kind of look at what life really looks like. And then, the, you know, what do we do with your with your business in between? So it it is getting that focus. It's those deep inner thoughts. And I think this is where I find human design so fascinating. I'm so new to this and everything you've said about my profile so far, it's like really eye opening. You know, it's like looking at how that might play a part in the way that you therefore construct that business and that's, you know, and the way that you operate, you know, I, you know, at a non-human design level, I'll look at the personality types and, and see what people can deal with. Um, but obviously you've got a bit more of an insight into that, but it's, um, yeah, it's having that, those first steps. I can't remember what else you asked me, but we've gone off track, but I just feel this is so important that that's the foundation of getting that direction oh no I think it's I think it's perfect and yeah again listening to you so obviously sacral generator like the the part when you're like I'm coaching people and we're having a conversation like what lights you up to get up in the morning and like what is it that you want to be doing like that's such a that's such a generator thing like I'm also a generator okay. and it's like when we are doing the things that lights us up there's just this endless juicy playful creative energy and mm -hmm. excitement and warm warmness so it's so natural for you to you're in your element supporting yeah. your people with strategy and sales business coaching and whatnot and it's like you're sharing that with others like you're just I'm just like over here looking at your chart listening to you and witnessing you be in alignment with your human design <laughs> even though you're I new to it. this which is so good yeah I think the other thing I'm really hearing and what you're sharing and I, I can like speak to this too is it's like getting clear on the problem that you are supporting your clients with but then there's kind of this niche aspect to that because like the specific problem mm -hmm. is a niche, right? It and is. I remember when I first started my business, like four and a half years ago, I was a general mindset coach. 
It was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm here to help people. Like I just came off of like being a personal trainer was going online. And now Mm -hmm. fast forward, it's like I specifically work with entrepreneurs bringing human design and gene keys into their business as a way to build their framework so that they can create a sustainable business, be clear of their offers and so on. Like that is astronomically different. And I can tell Mm -hmm. the listeners Kayla from 2019 to 2023 has a very different business. And it's because I did exactly what you said, which is I got Mm -hmm. focused and I got niched and positioned myself as a go-to person. Mm -hmm. So it's like that, that can take time. It doesn't have to take everyone four and a half years. I'm just telling everyone that right now, it does not have to take that long. Mm -hmm. But I think what you said is so key because people are just spinning their tires and then they think they're failing Mm -hmm. and they give up. Right. Yeah, but it takes tri- it takes time, you're right. And it also takes trial and error. You know, I've been through the same process of refinement. Like it's, you know, it's refining and refining and refining through learning what I really want to do and through learning where my skills lie. And you have to fail that, you know, you have to kind of make the mistakes. You have to like not be quite as good as you could be. And there's a lot of learning along the way, but that is the entrepreneurial journey. No one starts a business on day one and by day two, they have like clients everywhere. They are super expert in what they do. They know exactly where they're going with their strategy. They have a plan. No one, no one has it all set up. So that's just part of that journey. And I really, I have, I've always embraced that every single business that I've started, I've always embraced because I've I've always started from the beginning, but with this, with my coaching business, particularly, I actually said to myself and I said to my husband, right, I am committed to being absolutely sure at this for two years. Like, let's just get clear. I'm going to be on a journey here, but that's fine. And I accepted it. Maybe that comes with age and experience, but accepting that you've got to go through that refinement journey and I love what you're saying about the niche thing as well this is something I talk about all the time your niche is not a person it's not a demographic it's not an avatar it's not a put a name to an imaginary woman and pretend you're them it is the problem that you solve that's your niche because you can serve many different people with that specific you know zone of genius Yes. Oh my gosh. That was so golden. If everybody wants to like rewind and just listen to that, that a niche isn't like a person or avatar and it's the specific problem that you were helping people mm-hmm. with. I feel like that's a game changer and people will feel less boxed in. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And I think the boxing into that's what people feel is like, oh, I feel boxed in by having a niche. And it's like, if you really trust yourself and you love what you're doing, that gets to mm-hmm. be your sandbox. That is your playground. So it's not, Uh it's not meant to be a restrictive room with four walls and no doors or windows. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a really curious thing to like sit with. If somebody feels restricted by that, it's like, is that really what you want to be doing? Because for me to talk about human design and gene keys in business for the rest of my life, like I'm here to do that. And that's the box I'm in. I'm stoked Mm -hmm. about it. Right. So I think that's another point to consider too. Yeah, I love it. So true. Yeah, I've never thought of it as a box. It's just where I'm at. It's what we do. It's our, yeah, it's, it's our home, isn't it? It's our home. Yes, yes. Which hilariously, our home is kind of like a box, but it's all perspective, yes. right? <laughs> I know that was so cheeky of me, but I had to say it. No, so it's true. <laughs> I wanted to point out one thing because I really loved what you were sharing. So again, looking at your human design chart, I'm like naturally weaving into this conversation because I can't help myself. But on your chart, we have the different planets because there's astrology. The planet that I'm noticing right now is your conscious Mercury, which is a planet that is 
all about what you're here to communicate with others. You have the 42nd gate in this planet. And what that means, there's three, I know. So don't worry about the numbers. Just listen to like what I'm about to say. So there's like three levels of experience with this energy. There's a shadow and then there's a gift, which is kind of like the evolution. And then there's like the highest expression. And so it's interesting because when I was listening to you in the last little share that you had around, okay, I'm going into this business endeavor. I'm giving myself two years for it to be shit. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go through it. The shadow of like your main energy is having uh, expectations. So like mm -hmm. having these specific expectations and being attached to it. And then mm -hmm. the evolution of that energy is detachment, which you were naturally approaching your business from this place of attached, like detachment mm -hmm. and just being like, mm -hmm. okay, we're just going to go with it, be creative. Mm -hmm. And then the highest expression is celebration, mm -hmm. right? And I feel like just listening to you and your positivity and the way that you're like, so willing to have that failure and the trial and error and all of that is like such a testament to how you're showing up so anyways I just saw that and I was like oh I'm like hearing this and you're sharing but I don't know if you know that about no. your design so I wanted to share that that's like naturally coming through for you Thank you. That's amazing. That's so fascinating. I love this. I love it. <laughs> I know it's so fun, right? I just this yeah. is like this is what happens when you do the work that you love doing, you're just naturally going to be in energetic alignment, right? And then obviously you share yeah. that with others and it continues that ripple effect. Like you mentioned so much earlier about, you know, if you don't show up and sell, you know, you're you're doing a disservice to the world and the collective because you're not sharing your gifts, you're not sharing your genius, right? So yeah. yeah. One thing I want to ask to kind of elaborate on the conversation. So we talked about getting this clarity and this confidence, getting clear on the niche, the problem that we're solving. And now it's like, okay, so we've done that and it's time to sell. So mm -hmm. I'm curious, what is your strategy and your approach to this gentle and sophisticated selling that we've been talking about? Because I think people mm -hmm. want to know, it's like, okay, I'm doing the work now. Now, how do you like, how do you sell? So a lot of it is through messaging. And when I say messaging, again, just to reiterate, it's not just social media content. It's generally how you show up, how you speak and the language that you use everywhere. And it is about building connections. So what, you know, we, if we're on social media, for example, which is where most of us are, it's obviously where we met, as you said, it's about building those relationships first and just genuinely building a relationship. You're not gonna connect with everybody. You know, and there, you know, sometimes there are conversations like we got into a conversation. It was really easy. It was nice. I just knew we were going to get along. But sometimes you just don't you just let them go. But it's about listening to the other person. And it's start with that relationship, start with that connection. And then it's about giving them value, giving them whatever it is that they need. So when I have a conversation with coaches and, you know, I'll ask them like, you know, I'll just have a, a chat <laughs> like a normal person. And I always use this analogy like imagine you are standing in line at Starbucks and you just got talking to the person next to you and like you wouldn't start anything weird you just talk about normal things you know just talk to the person like like you would in real life um, and then just ask them take an interest in them and their business how's it going you know and, and offer your support and so I always say not immediately because I don't want people to feel any obligation to come to me for you know invest in me in sales and messaging but it's like offering like look if this and I literally say if there's anything you ever want to ask me on sales and messaging back business just drop me a dm I'm so happy to help and I genuinely mean that and so 
lots of people do and they love that and and I have lots of other free ways to help them as well and I love giving value so obviously my own podcast and I have like a free coaching call I do every Wednesday you know there are lots of ways that I can support people they don't have to invest in me but it's about showing your level of expertise and then allowing them to see that you are the person that can help them get out of the plateau they're in that can help them accelerate can help them stop ripping up their offers and stop feeling confused about how on earth they're going to actually be successful in their business. And once they see that, you allow that buyer, that future buyer to see that, they're going to come to you. And that's how I worked my network marketing business. Once I got rid of all the crap, that, <laughs> the other things that I was being taught, and that's what made me successful there. And it's exactly what I'm doing here, empowering that buyer to make that decision. So they are ready. They are all in. And they're going to get great results because of it. So that's my approach. It's around relationships. And then the messaging piece is the consistent content, the consistent. And I have a methodology, like I have obviously a process that I take my clients through of the different things you need to be putting into your, your, your messaging, making sure that you cover the 15 core topics that your audience need to hear so that they can understand that they need you because at the end of the day we obviously we do want to sell and I'm not afraid to say that you know business is about making money we all want to make money and to have a great life whatever that looks like but you need to sort of involve these core topics to connect with your audience and then you need to take a certain approach to the angle with your messaging so that it's clever it's marketing it's, it's allowing your audience to see that need for for you whatever it is that you have but again, it's without force and it's not in a aggressive way. It's not in a shouty way. It's like, oh, it's making them think. It's making them realize, oh, I hadn't thought about doing things this way. For example, with you, Kayla, you know, actually educating your audience. I wish I'd found you 10 years ago. You could have saved me like all this time understanding what a, where I was supposed to get to. And if you can talk to your clients and educate them, your future clients about like, if you can just see things in a different perspective, I can show you how human, human design can actually accelerate your business forward. It can actually, you know, skip over the potential mistakes. It can shortcut time because it's going to give you a better understanding of the, the best way to approach your life and your business. And there's lots of, you know, it's about educating your clients about that need. But again, it's empowering them. It's not saying, oh, you need me. You have to buy from me. It's I'm showing you what's possible with the skills that I have. So, yeah, that's a very kind of whistle stop tour of um, the whole process. Obviously, there's a lot more to it, a lot more to it. But at the end of the day, it comes down to just stepping back and allowing your client to make the decision. I love how you're approaching this from a place of abundance and from this energy of definitely more it's like there's more on the table for you where sometimes yeah. I feel that the marketing and the sales strategies that I see from service providers online is like oh you're missing something and I have it this is why you should work with me and it's mm -hmm. it's coming from this we could say non-intentional form of manipulation like manipulation yeah, absolutely but I think people feel shitty like if people are buying something mm -hmm. because they feel shitty about themselves and they feel like they're lacking something that's the energy that they're going into that container that offer that experience mm -hmm. with yeah. and then it's like they have to process that before they actually get the specific results right where uh, yeah. 
you're talking about building that connection and mm-hmm. being human focused first is yes. coming from this place where that person's already empowered. So as a service provider, you're not creating more work for yourself because your messaging mm-hmm. has placed them in a mindset where yeah. they don't actually feel empowered. Yes, they've made is self-diagnosis. That's the kind of, that's what it's called. It's like they've identified the issue themselves and made that decision themselves. So that's empowered them to make that decision. You're so right. And that abundance kind of way of thinking comes with confidence. And it all comes back to that very first thing we're talking about, which is that clarity and that you need to bring into your business. And with that comes that confidence. And then it's like, well, of course, of course, I am good at what I do. I'm an expert. And I don't say that with any sort of arrogance whatsoever. I say that with the confidence that I want to give to my clients, um, but that will give you that abundance kind of mentality as well. So good. So I have a question. This is a bit nuanced, mm-hmm. but I think that, okay. you know, you know your stuff, you're going to be able to answer this. So let's say we're clear on the problem. We're doing the messaging. We've got the audience. People aren't buying. Mm-hmm. What are the typical examples of maybe messaging tweaks people can make yeah. to reconnect with their audience and have them be consumers and actually invest in their services. Cause I feel like that's yeah. where a lot of people are. They're like kind of that first step, second step. And then it's like, people aren't buying. Uh-huh. Like where am I, what am I, <laughs> what do I need to tweak? Is yeah. that, is that a common thing? I feel like I oh, yeah. that. all the time, like literally 99% of the time. So the bottlenecks are usually in two places. Usually like most of the time it's actually back into the messaging. So I'll talk to you about that in a second. There's a couple of things that are usually missing, but the the other bottleneck is at the sales process. And again, it's that fear. It's that energy that you put across when you have to get on a sales call, you have to sell in the DMs and oh, don't feel very good about it. And it comes across and you try your best to put on a show and it is, you know what it's like. You can so feel that energy. Um, and it's also the tactical things that, you know, the practical ways of conducting a successful sales call. And again, it comes down to listening and supporting. I like to use that consultative, supportive sales kind of call technique because it does, like you just said, it makes, you don't want your future clients to feel shitty. You want them to join you because they need you because they, they, they trust you. They want to be on that journey with you or you want, they want you to be on the journey with them. So there's that. But when it comes to the messaging, usually it comes down to one key thing, which is people are not demonstrating the need. So they will educate all the time. So there will be how to content. And again, there's a right way and a wrong way to do that. But they'll show all this how to content and their clients don't even think they need the how to content. So they're scrolling past or it's not for me. There's an alternative way. I'm good. Thanks. I'm fine over here. And actually what they're not doing through their messaging is demonstrating that there is an improvement to make or an alternative method, or even that there is a problem in the first place. And by educating your audience that there is a different way of doing things. So with you, I mean, you're the perfect example that actually showing people that how human design can completely change, you know, their lives, their business, their strategy, their success levels. I might not know that that's even a thing with human design. I might just say, I don't need human design. Until recently, I didn't even know what it was, you know, until a few months ago, year ago. So I'm scrolling past you thinking, well, that's not for me. But actually, if you can tell me and demonstrate to me that the ways it's going to improve everything about my life, I'm, I'm interested. I'm in. And that's the key thing that most people miss. 
And the other thing that most people miss is, and this is again goes down to that fear of selling, is demonstrating proof of success. People are so afraid, especially women, to shout about success. They don't want to say that they have achieved this or that they've helped their clients, or that's a little bit more comfortable that they've helped their clients achieve whatever. But it's so important because we need to buy from confident coaches who want to buy from somebody who is going to take us by the hand and get us to where we want to go, not from someone who's a little bit uncertain about, can they really do it? <laughs> you know, you have to be bold and try to get out of your head about your own thoughts over shouting about success. Um, because it really it will demonstrate the confidence that your clients need to have in you if you're going to take them by the reins and actually give them your expertise yes oh so good what I'm really hearing is that and I've learned this through my own experience is that people tend to be more focused on what it is that you're getting. Oh, the calls and this many videos and this, whatever. The practical stuff, yeah. Yeah, they don't focus on the transformation, which is the Mm -hmm. need, which is the transition from the A to B, like you were saying, like Mm -hmm. how I talk about human design and giving specific examples. And I think, again, that is that in itself is already a form of selling because you're showing Mm -hmm. and you're creating an agreement of like, hey, here's this, this is a, yeah. a product or result that happened and somebody seeing that and like, oh yeah, that is, that is the truth. That yeah. is what happened, right? So there's already a sales process happening and how we create yeah. content and how we share the work that we do before yeah. you even get into it's a sales subconscious. Yeah, it's totally subconscious. And the other thing I see just quickly on this, because it's interesting you mentioned this about the results, people and the problems that you solve, Often there's a mistake in the level of the messaging. So you might be speaking to the wrong level of ideal clients. So you might be speaking to, with your messaging, to a client that is at a beginner stage. So for example, new to human design. So you might be, your messaging might be all kind of like people who've never really heard about it before. It's it's baby problems. It's those initial kind of things you're going to help them with. Whereas actually what you want to do, because you've perhaps got a higher ticket offer, is speak to people who are at a more experienced, advanced level and understanding with, with human design. And they've got a different set of issues around it or a different set of improvements they want to make with it. And I see this a lot. And it often is reflected in your business model. So whether you've got like a high ticket or low ticket offers, every kind of offer is its own sales funnel. It has a different set of ideal clients. And I think so few people actually take that into consideration. It's so it's crucial. People just think, oh, I can just put content out there in general. And you have to consider what level of sophistication your clients, your future clients have and how you match that to what they need. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're giving so much value in this conversation. And I bet you listeners, you better be taking (laughs) notes right now, going back and doing an inventory of your business. So there's actually something that you started talking about that I want to get into because this was a Mm. new approach that I have in my own business and that is selling in the DMs. And this is something that let's say when I first started my business, it was like all about the launching. There's nothing wrong with launching. I'm just going to preface that. But also there's only so much we can do when it comes to relying on an algorithm to bring us new qualified Mm -hmm. leads into the offers that we have. And so I actually finally got over my mindset around, you know, in the very beginning of this conversation, we talked about how sales can be kind of cringy and like really masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And I got over that because I got really clear 
on my services, my expertise, how I can help people. And so Mm -hmm. I have been building relationships in the DMs. I have been having conversations Mm -hmm. with people in the DM. And if I see an opportunity where I think my program, my services can support that person, it's like, hey, let's hop on a discovery call. And then Mm -hmm. if it's a great, if it's a great opportunity after listening to that person, because that's, that's literally Mm -hmm. the guts of what I feel like you're saying is connecting with that person. Mm -hmm. Then you bring them onto a sales call and you have a conversation. And the big mindset shift for me in that is I finally realized that it's always consensual selling because Mm -hmm. we're getting to know the person we're really making, like, I'm making sure that I understand their challenges and their problems before I actually sell them anything, because mm-hmm. then they can discern for themselves, but then I know exactly the kind of support this person needs. And so it's always going to end up being a win-win. And you can always create an empowering context around if that person decides to buy or not, rather than mm-hmm. I feel like in a launch situation, some people might be like, oh my God, that's $3,000 and I don't have the money. And maybe next time they launch, I can do it. And they're just stuck in that same loop and being disempowered. Mm-hmm being seen and heard anyways that was a really long tangent for me but I feel like it's going to tie into what you have to share because that is we don't see the dm selling in the mm-hmm. forefront you see the launches and I know that this yeah. is a other strategy that is effective and it does work mm-hmm. absolutely so I don't like to launch as well it's exhausting you know, I have an evergreen group coaching program and it's on continuous like it's it's there I'm actually about to launch it for the very, very, very first time because it's a new program. I've just transitioned from something else, but um, that's the last time I will do a launch. You know, that's the last time I'm going to go through. And even then it's pretty soft launch. It's not full on at all. Um, And the sales funnel that I want to kind of build with that really is all about DM selling. Um, And it's, you know, there is, there's different things you can do, but I have a a webinar I'm gonna have a like a webinar that's on evergreen people can watch it's not a live one it's just go and watch it go and find out if I can help you go and find out what I can do but at the end of the day the dm selling is it is a strategy and it is again just about having that conversation I always just open it up to them and say look you know I don't know whether you know but I actually do have something that I can help you with there's a few ways I can help you some are free some are not just go and check it out honestly just leave it up to them to make the decision the right people will come to you. Um, and if you give enough value and if you kind of really nurture those relationships, they'll at some point, if they need you, they if they're the right people, they will, they will make that decision for themselves. But obviously there is a lot of expertise in the messaging itself around what goes into the whole sales funnel, the webinar, the sales pages and all those kind of things. You know, it's a very... I do take a very strategic approach on that. I'm actually sort of in the process of writing something on on mine right now. And it's a formula and it's, you know, it's not, I don't want to sound like, it doesn't mean it's kind of boxed in, but there are things you need to put in there. There are things you need to say in a certain way. And this is where the language and the nuances come in. But DM selling is, yeah, it's a great way to, to, to sell and I have people as you know is the dream you know you put great content out there that empowers them to make that decision and, and sees the need allows your clients to see the need for you and they'll come into your dms and ask you anyway you know people people ask to work with me all the time and do then join my containers all the time from just seeing my social media posts because the messaging is everything and this is what I would just, I'm so passionate to get across because it's how you connect. 
how you make those connections. It's your it's your it's your method to connect with the outside world, with the whole world through social media. And it's really exciting we have this opportunity. It really, really is. But it's it's your first your first step to to making that that relationship. So it's so important. So good. Yeah. And I think it's, it'll always be refined. Like I find that entrepreneurship and our businesses, they're always evolving. I mean, you've shared that you've, you've created Mm -hmm. four businesses in the last like two decades. Like it's just, things are always going to be shifting and changing and we just continue to refine and learn and get better and toss things away that aren't relevant, bring new things in. Mm -hmm. Like that's just what it means to be an entrepreneur. And I think it's just really accepting and embracing that it gets to be our journey. Right. But at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, I think the, the biggest thing that I, really hear from you that I love so much is just really being of service and mm-hmm. prioritizing the relationship with the person because yeah. that's that's where the magic starts is mm-hmm. in the relationship with the person if yeah. there's no people there's no relationships there's no business there's nothing <laughs> like to be yeah. one exactly but it's about being kind it's about being a good person I think I had a lot of struggles a long time ago with I am very confident and um, you know in what I do and I'm very ambitious Let's, let's get that straight but it doesn't mean that alongside that I cannot be a kind soft-hearted person woman you know at the same time and I do think that there is a bit of a misconception that in order to be successful and ambitious and driven and you know alpha fem- female or whatever it is you've got to you can't be kind and nice and soft around the edges you can absolutely be both and um yeah, I think that's something that I see a lot of my clients struggle with. They, there's no need to have that aggression. You can be so kind, definitely be kind, just be a good human being and, and, and do, you know, do good stuff in your zone of genius that lights you up. That's the, that's the sort of winning success formula for me. Oh, I love it. So good. Can you please share before we wrap up our conversation today, how people can connect with you? I'm going to put all the links and everything in the show notes. So you can just take the reins from here and, and tell them how they can reach out to you. Such a four line experience. Come connect with me. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. I would love to. So thank you. And yes, just come and find me on Instagram. You'll put the link. It's just at Helen Saka. And just tell me that you've listened to this podcast and just drop me a DM if you genuinely have anything you want to ask me about your messaging, your sales, anything you're struggling with. I'm so happy to answer that. You'll see the link in my bio for everything else there. And I'm just going to leave it there. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on, Helen, and sharing so much wisdom and allowing me to like extract from you like, okay, I have this question and this question and you just responded so beautifully. So I really want to thank you for taking the time to come and have a conversation with me today. Oh, thank you, Kayla. Honestly, I am fascinated by what you do. So I really appreciate you delving into my human design as well. So it's been amazing. Thank you. You're so welcome. And thank you to the listeners. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes. And of course, if you have any questions or you want to share this episode, like give us a shout on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. And if you can take a moment to subscribe and leave a review, that would be amazing. And I will chat with you in the next episode.